Welcome, everybody, to the Robert John and the Wreck podcast. We are a five-piece rock and roll band from Orange County, California, that travels the world eating local foods, drinking local drinks, and melting faces. I'm Steve. I'm Warren. I'm Henry. And I am Robert. And this is episode 93. Welcome, everybody. Happy Monday, or whatever day it is when you're where and when you're listening to this. <laughs> yeah. 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 Back at it in 93. And um, we have a special guest with us tonight, and which is why we are going to start this podcast off with him um, without uh, getting too deep in the weeds before we bring him on. Um, we have a friend of ours. Um, he goes by Mr. Fuzzlord. He is in one of the best rock bands in the world right now. And uh, we're very excited to have him with us and to chat with him for a little bit. Um, let's introduce Mr. Scott Holiday. Yeah. Yes. 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 I like that intro. I was hearing Rocky music when you were saying all that. <laughs> so was I. I was like, I was getting pumped. Getting all Too jacked up. All right, boys. It's been a minute. It has been a while. It's been a minute since we, not only since we played together, it's been a minute, but I haven't even seen y'all on a bit. We've all been on the lockup. We were talking about it just a second ago that you guys yeah. did your, uh, that, that show on the beach, which I bummed. I didn't know. I would have loved to come. It's 10 seconds away from me. We, we, you know, we were kind of busy shooting a music video all morning and I didn't even think to give whoa, you, give you a ring. The first world problems coming in strong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, things are things are happening, man. Things are shaking. Things are moving. That's what I want. I plan on talking to you, and um, it's in uh, less than you guys asking me questions. I plan on coming on and asking you questions. That's totally fine with us because yeah. I have no questions for you. I know everything about you. <laughs> Thank you. you never, I'm just kidding. You, you know everything if you tuned in the last couple of years. Um, you kind of, where are we at with? Uh, where are you at in the recording trajectory? Did you guys have you guys just released, or are you? What's happening? We we released uh, a record last May, right in the middle of COVID, which yeah. uh, was we were super stoked on, and we were debating on releasing it or not because we didn't know what was going to happen, but we did, and it it went really well. Yeah. We uh, the UK really accepted it, which was rad, and uh, yeah, you know man. we got a lot of good feedback, and people dig it, so we were stoked and. Uh, we thought we were going to go back on tour pretty soon. You know, we thought things were going to get back to normal. So, and then we realized it wasn't. So we started uh, writing a new record, which we just finished. It's interesting. That's, um, what, that's what everyone's kind of doing, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's been interesting for us, you know, um, arrival sons have basically been on tour for a decade, which is so trippy. Yeah. And I, know, I know Robert, you've been working for years and years and years too, and you've been intertwined into some of that decade as well as Steve, you know, you guys yeah. have wound into that 10 year thing, but it's so weird to tour for 10 years, pretty much straight, like coming off or like, you know, checking in with families and living life, but really coming home just to, for enough time to get that rest and go right back out. So for us, this, this day totally was like, really like, Oh shit, this is intense. <laughs> and you know, at first it was really great because uh, I moved into a new place, this big five bedroom house. I had, had one of the, you know, we, we were coming home and we had just worked all for so long during 2020 on Feral Roots. And I, you know, the last bit of the tour, they're like two Grammy noms, 
yeah successful year of the band and all that's on that by the way thank yeah. you very much and all this good news and you know we had made some bread and not really got to go home and spend anything and i was still living in this two-bedroom apartment at home with i have two kids both my kids there sharing a room and i just like before i even came home i was like there's no fucking way I'm going to bring those Grammys home to my apartment. I, I, I got to get a bigger house. <laughs> that's, awesome. that's, that's real talk. So I actually had my girlfriend and um, the kids and my mom lives here in town go looking at places for me and they were sending them to me while I was in Europe and I was nice you know, checking them out online and they would show me would go like walk through the house with the phone or whatever. And I found a place, a really great place. So when I finished the last tour of that year, I came home December 1st and moved on December 2nd. Wow. Like I had, I had my mom and my girl packing boxes. So when I came home, it was over. Like I didn't even know I was going to do that. I left and my house was set up. Like I'm going to come home to it. I came home and I was like, it was all in boxes ready to go. I had to do the last bit of packing, but pretty much just enough to get in the truck, you know, and move down, down the road. So that's what I did. So we were supposed to go back, take, take, take a couple months off. That's taking a break for us. Yeah, yeah, holy for shit. Sure. We're coming home for Christmas and January. Whoa, stop the presses. Holy shit. <laughs> we're on vacation, you know? And so we're like, okay, we're going to start back up in February. And then the thing hit, right? Oh no, you're not going in February. Oh, and at that point, I was like, good. <laughs> like, I got the kids a puppy for Christmas, and I'm in this five-bedroom home, and I got my studio set up, and I'm going, I don't particularly want to leave just quite yet, you know? <laughs> like, I'm just settling in. So that was cool. And then the second tour canceled that was really followed up because it was back-to-back, and I went, oh, not that cool. <laughs> really not that cool. I also bought a new car. <laughs> <laughs> I have all this nice shit. I really would have liked to like kept working. And then the, the summer tour canceled and I was like, you know, Oh fuck. Okay. I got to start doing another job right now. Probably <laughs> not really, but kind of, which ended up for me being producing records. So it's been interesting like that, like kind of just neck breaking for us. Like, wow, I'm, I'm not going to go back on tour in two months Yeah, or four months or six months or eight months, or 13 months. Holy yeah. shit! You know? So, I don't know how it is for you guys. Rod, no, it's nobody's married and kids, right? No. Robert's married. I got married. One, one guy married. I'm engaged. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, I got I got married during all this. I got married in October. During COVID? Yeah. Shit, dude. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. I'm happy to hear that. Yeah. It's, it's, it, was, it was good. It was fun. We had a big party up in the woods in October. So it was kind of like, you know. Wrightwood or up in, uh, where'd you go? We went up uh, past Truckee, near Reno and Truckee, Tahoe area. Oh, that, inland from there. That's nice up there. Yeah. It was a fun time. And we, you know, we we didn't know if the venue was going to work because of COVID, but then it decided to. And then we didn't know if the venue was going to be burnt down because that's when all those fires were up there. And we were up there and there was a fire like a mile away. And we're like, oh, man. You're up there trying to say your piece, like do your bit and tell each other how much you love you. And you're like, yeah. there's smoke coming from that direction and zombies <laughs> coming from that direction. Yeah. I mean, but it, it worked out. It was a lot of fun. Cool, Family man. and a and bunch of uh, closer friends were there and it was, it was a really nice weekend. Very so, nice, dude. Yeah. 
but well, I mean, that, even that's great. You got married and you can't really go out and leave her for months and months on end. You kind of had to stay local, which is nice. Yeah. Well, it, really you know, watering the root or whatever. You go through both things, which I'm sure it's for you. You know, you have the, you have the family here, you know, and everything and you want to spend time with them, but also you want to get back to work <laughs> so you can, yeah. After 10 years, I was leaning towards being happy just because um, more than anything, you know, my children are 12 and 14 now. And it's being gone for t- the 10 years of their childhood. But anytime I come home, I'm full time home with them. And I've taken yeah. them to tour several years. You know, I'll always take them for a summer European a thing that I just would have dreamed of as a kid. Like you guys are going with me. We're going to Italy, Scandinavia, you know, Sweden, Norway. Like we're doing this whole thing. You're going to Italy. You're going to the UK. So they've seen more than, you know, more of the world than I saw before I was probably 30 years old at 10 years old. You know what I mean? Yeah. That said, um, catching up on time and just at such a crucial age and, these are some heavy years, 12 and 14. And yeah, their sure. mom, who you guys know too, went through a divorce and it got kind of yeah. funky, difficult for them. And as it does, and my parents were divorced too, it was very important to be home mm. and just kind of be a dad. Stop being the fuzzler for a minute <laughs> and be dad and be sweetheart and just take care of stuff here and have a puppy, and, and which is really where it is right now. I'm quite domesticated. <laughs> do you guys have Do you guys have anything on the books as far as touring goes right now that you're? We've never stopped having things on the books. Well, I mean, I mean, ones that that look like they're actually going to happen, right? Because yeah. right now we're going back to the Europe in September, and we're pretty sure it's going to happen. Yeah, opposed to for, past. <laughs> for us, for us, we just announced um, the Ride Festival. Tell you Ride. Yeah, yeah, that looks great. We're, yeah, we're actually headlining that Ride Festival, which is a little advantageous, but we're very happy to do it. It's got guys like Warren Haynes and our friend Yola, Yolanda and uh, the Texas gentleman and Tyler Bryant. God, just uh, 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 citizen cope. So many good people. It's like a really fucking groovy festival. I was really happy because I didn't trying to figure out how to get there. (laughs) I'm surprised you guys aren't on that bill, man. What, what happened? I don't know. I we 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 asked our people and they they said I don't know what they said. Warren, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, so that's on the books. Then we have um, we have a tentative tour that we've been planning for the last two years that is on the books now for October, which I'm fairly certain is happening. It's a U.S. run. Nice. Yeah, yeah. It's time to get back at it, man. So we'll do, and we're also we're working on a record right now. We've been writing a record, which is another thing that's very unusual for for this band, for the Rival Sons and myself with those guys. And that's um, not writing, recording, and mixing and finishing a record in thirty days. Mm. You know, we have seven records that were all done like that, and it's it's on one hand sounds kind of unhealthy. Like, oh my god, dude, why do you guys take some time? You guys know Jay. He's a really fantastic writer. And uh, like me or Jay could just write a record on our own. We've both written records. And um, it's it's like we kind of just auto automatic write and go in there and like roundhouse each other and 
get into these knife fights musically the whole time and just <laughs> throw shit down really hard with our producer. And luckily we work with Dave Cobb. So shit goes down really quick, but, um, and it goes down good. It works out good. So it seems unhealthy because man, shouldn't you take some time to write your songs as a producer? I would say that as a, as a band member, I go, no, you should get your knife out and make sure it's real, real sharp and get in there and fucking let like lay shit down. Cause when you're making rock and roll, people want to hear it like right off your hand, right out of your mouth. They don't want to hear you do fucking 14 takes. It's boring. It's boring. You fixed all the notes. It's fucking boo. I wanted the out of two notes, you know, I wanted the missed shit. I want to hear passion. I don't want to hear perfection. You mm -hmm. know, we're, we're human beings. If we were playing a yeah. robot, maybe that'd be perfect. But since we're humans, you know, you can go back to any genre, any, any style of music and go back to your favorite recordings, the epicenter. And you're going to notice, wow. Um, they fuck up all over the place. And I never really, <laughs> I really never noticed it until I looked for it because what was happening, I listened and I just, it just felt good. It just feels good. You know, you, you listen to Willie Nelson, you listen to uh, the Beatles, you listen to Django Reinhardt, you listen to any of these people. That's not about perfection. It's about the human, human nature, the human expression, the beauty of like, human beings you know what i mean delivering yeah. something from their heart in the moment like capturing something and yeah that's the beauty of the way we did it for these records this record it's not really different except in that we're exploring a lot more writing at home on our own so me and jay really are just writing a lot more on our own and throwing stuff back and forth but um when we get to nashville and start to work with our producer it still becomes very uh, the performances have to be off the cuff. We won't always share yeah. anything with Miley or Dave or Todd. We'll just kind of keep it to ourselves and go, okay, now that we're here, here it is. Let's do it now and see like well, how that comes out together. And it still gives you that feeling like this still sounds like these guys are playing it for the first time yeah. in one way that it's exciting. You know, how do you guys do it? Man? Well, this year was just different in general. Cause, uh, the, the, it was weird for everyone but you know usually we, we we come back from the road and we're like cool we we're looking to have a record you know for the next the next run you know and so in the past we've uh you know just we just start writing like we have like a writing time you know like it'll be <laughs> me and steve or 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 steve and andrew or, or henry you know we were just all in the room together we're all writing together we're all creating ideas on our own and bringing them in and working together and then we'll put them together in the room. And then once we have, you know, what we think is a solid track listing, then we just go into the studio and just pump it out in a day or two. All um, of the songs. Yeah, pretty much. We'll do all like the, the main recording in like a day or two, you know, maybe a little overdubbing here, vocals somewhere else, but we kind of like put all that together and then go into the studio for a couple of days, opposed to being in the studio the whole time and just doing it as we go, just because yeah. financially it, it's uh it's more viable for our start stature right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think that's cool. You know, we did that um actually we did that for um our second album. The EP, the self-titled album was like that mm. because yeah. our first album is called Before the Fire. And that was actually I wrote that before Jay was in the band. 
I, I wrote that. There was another singer I was working with. Miley was in the group and our old bass player, Robin. And um, I basically ended up writing that with Dave Cobb and then with the guys off the floor, some of the musical ideas, but any lyrical ideas I wrote and kind of had these song ideas that I wanted to work on. And um, when Jay joined the group, we just didn't want to let that record go. So we went, you know what, let's just, yeah. let's Jay sing on this record. And that's asking a lot of an artist like Jay. And I remember him telling me, <laughs> I'll do this right now, but don't ever fucking ask me to do something like this again. This is it. I'm doing it just this one time. And I went for sure. I don't, <laughs> the whole reason we're doing the band together is to never have to do this again. Yeah. We'll work together forever. moving <laughs> forward. So the second album was the EP and mm. we had a, a room out in, um, oh God, where, what's that city past Paramount going out to LA on the 710. We shared a rehearsal room with, um, Faruka Salt and it's in bump, fuck, terrible, a terrible, terrible place. A place you don't want to go to. I don't even know a city past Paramount. <laughs> yeah. It's on the 710, 710 and like, um, like 710 and the five, like right in that armpit. Like you don't want to go there, but we had this whole <laughs> rapid rehearsal studio and a lot of bands were there. It was like a big old building. There was an Intamin's factory right next to it. You would smell the sweet rolls baking. And then right after that, like 10 seconds later, it just smelled like they were burning bodies. Oh, jeez! Oh, shit. <laughs> I actually threw up in my car one time from it. Like what, what's the secret ingredient? Oh my God. Fuck. It's terrible. <laughs> anyway, this virtual studio that we had, we just, that was where we slugged it out as a band. It wasn't before the fire. It was that place and it was on the EP and we just wrote those songs in there really hard and just played the shit out of them all the time and kind of became a band. Like mm -hmm. really fucking locked arms rehearsing from like, you know, six to midnight, four days a week, like maniacs, you know, and I drank at that point drinking and just like getting down in the studio every day and writing a record and then went back to Dave Cobb's place and basically just played it. You know what I mean? Just nice record. That's a cool way to do it. Except for the song. Yeah, and yeah, go ahead. Well, no, you go ahead. I was going to say, except for the song sacred tongue, on that record, which um, we we wrote on the spot, which was one of the first things we had ever written on the spot. You know, we had played the rest of the songs and our producer said, it's, it needs one more element. This record is so toothy and like strong and angry, <laughs> like tough, <laughs> but it needs some of that sensitive side of the band. And we went, oh yeah, I, I said, I have this little acoustic thing I've been working on. And Jay said, I'll work on that right away. He meant right away. So literally I played it into his phone. He went out front, smoked a few cigarettes, came back in and went, I have something. This is what I wrote to it. And I kind of rearranged some of the parts that you gave me. And we sat down and went through it for, I think, five minutes and then arranged it. The first time we ever played it, arranged it and then sat down and kind of just played through it with everybody after we talked, I mean, it was literally probably like 30 minutes and the song was down and written wow. and put down. And Sometimes those are the best songs. The ones that come out of, I'm writing out of the air, out of the lightning. <laughs> so we also started a record label while we've been home. And that's, it's, that's what I was going to just talk about. 
sacred tongue as it, this was kind of our first moment of something very like pure and clean and visceral and that uh, came out like really beautiful. So it, was, it became this real, very important gem in our catalog. You know what I mean? Yeah. Congrats. And the way you guys, the way, congrats on starting Sacred Tongue. I think it's amazing. Thanks, um, I was lucky enough to get those, those first two pre-orders with those beautiful, I'm going to, I'll go get them in a second just to show you. Because um, I know a lot of people that got really upset about that. <laughs> I, I did. You didn't make that many, so a lot of people didn't get them. <laughs> Here, let me go get them really quick. I'll be, I'll be right back. Yeah, go get them. So what about you, Steve? You've been busy, huh? You're doing a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's been uh it's been nuts. This uh I'm I'm a I'm a glutton for a busy schedule. So it's um <laughs> one way or the other it was it was it was funny that uh you know when you stop having to account for drive time. Yeah. Uh there's so many more hours in the day. And, <laughs> right. I just, and I just filled it as you know quickly and as much as I could with just Dude, how about how there was nobody on the road? And how, like, California had the cleanest air in the country. Oh, yeah. And it only, this took, is insane. It only took, like, joking? a month. Like, of, it was like a, like a one month of people just not being on the roads. And it's like, oh, shit, you can see the mountains from Long Beach now. Like, that's nuts. Like, cleanest air, like cleanest air in the country. They're like, okay, this is the most healthy air in the world right now. Like, oh, we just stopped fucking up for one month. This is amazing. <laughs> You just figure out a time that everybody just takes a month off. Like, we'll, 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 we'll be good. Be Why around can't for another they do that? Several million years, you know? Why wouldn't they do that? This seems like a really, it seems really simple. I guess it's hard to shut down the world for a whole month. Yeah. <laughs> and let's not forget about the ability to drive to LA in like 20 minutes from Orange County. No, yeah. <laughs> It should only be like 25 minutes because it's only 30 miles, but it takes an yeah. hour and a half on a, on a good day. You should be able to ride your bike there, man. It's no yeah. problem. <laughs> I, I still am pretty impressed though, that, uh, you know, even with basically having a, you know, everybody having a year off at home, uh, four or five freeways still, you know, nowhere close to being finished. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you, you had, Perfect one job, man. <laughs> In a whole year, um, mid <laughs> coming down like a four hundred five to like, like you know Westminster, Golden West Beach. Oh yeah, yeah. middle middle. Because I had to drive up to LA. I work out of a studio up in LA when I'm producing projects, and I'm coming home at like whatever ten o'clock midnight, whatever. It's still narrowing down to one lane. Yeah, like one lane. That's that's this is still happening, and it's it's just going on still. It'll it'll still be happening right now. You're right. And there's like four people working, and you know you got eight lanes and and down to one. That's crazy. It's like when you're in London. Yeah, eternal eternal road work around every corner. Shit ever not fucked up here? They wouldn't be. (laughs) They wouldn't still be getting paid if they finished the job. You know? Maybe you shouldn't have built this place for court uh, cart and buggy. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you fix this up. <laughs> uh, floor's all messed up, dude. <laughs> Ooh, Bobby, what's that? Nice. Look at that. Ooh. Oh, that looks bitchy, man. That's beautiful. Boom. 
Amazing. Yeah, we we it was cool. We we didn't create it just to try to be cool or anything. Ooh. We actually we own all the records, you know. Mm-hmm. So nice. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. That was rad. Amazing. We actually handpicked all these things, and we had had another custom color right after that, and uh, a lot more good stuff coming up. So we had to create the label because we we were on this label called Earache. This death metal label out of uh, uh, the, the UK. And uh, yeah, we basically recouped on all those albums. We did not give them the albums. We just licensed the records, which is mm. a much more fair business deal that people should be doing. So if anybody watches yeah. the show or watches this later, you're, you're in a record label. You should, you should be a good person, create a platform for artists where you don't keep their shit and just do business together. These guys did that with us, and it's, you know, after being signed to Atlantic once early in my career and dealing with lots of business and stuff, and Jay being signed, and Miley had been signed, I knew I wasn't going to give a record up. Like, we kind of set the precedence, like, we're keeping our shit. That's what we're going to do. We'll find the deal. We'll find the people. And we did. So uh, we worked very, very hard over all these years, like I've been saying. And we recouped on all those records, which is amazing. People don't even know what that word means in the yeah. Book. It means we paid the records back completely. So we yeah. don't them shit. And then the licenses went up. So the, the, all the records have, have been coming back to us every year. We made it one record a year, basically. Mm-hmm. So, you know, systematically the, the licenses are coming up. And then we were like, well, shit, no one's selling our record. So we, we need to create our label right now, which we've had a plan to do since we did the first album. Let's create a, a label so we have a place to sell our records and do cool things. Yeah. I think it's a genius. (laughs) Hopefully that ends up being, um, signing other artists and doing other releases and stuff. Well, just like, yeah, with, 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 with license, these deals, right. Not, not taking the artist records. Absolutely. 100%. I think the goal would be to find artists that are, um, startup, that are artists that I believe in, that the guys believe in, that we really love, that need that leg up that we all have felt. Like, I need that leg up. Mm-hmm. Kind of cool. These guys have connections. And to more than just put their record out, print their record, and give them help to make a record, to actually to go the next step and help them with um, agents and possibly management and possibly tours. And, like, that, that would be the real goal, I think, in my mind, to not just be a you know, uh, a quick turn record label, but, uh, create a family. Yeah. Endorse things that we love. Absolutely. Let them keep their shit. You know, mm-hmm. everybody keeps their stuff. You pay it back. It's yours. Take it, dude. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll throw you some more change on it and get like, stay in business together. Like this kind of thing. It's good. Yeah. Should have learned some acumen from this as well and mm-hmm. keep their publishing. I always tell this to artists, do you guys ever run into people that want advice and, this is why I was tell kids, don't give your records up if you don't have to. Keep your fucking publishing. Keep your publishing. Don't give your publishing up because that mailbox money is, could be something that pays your rent. You know? Yeah. <laughs> um, is there, is there, I'm not, I'm not, this is, uh, I'm not asking what's coming next on Sacred Tongue, but can we be excited for more things coming out through Sacred Tongue? Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Yeah. So I think that the goal when we started was um, these first releases, it's basically we're coming up on 10 year anniversaries of everything. Mm-hmm. And that's the hint I'll give mm-hmm. you. Everything is at the 10 year point, you know? So the first two albums are just passed and we're coming up very swiftly on another album's 10 year anniversary, which will be much more momentous than we just did. These ones were kind of like, we need to get these out and get things rolling and introduce it to people. But with, and and a lot of people don't even know those records. They're kind of like our Mm. underground. We put those records out, but with Mm. pressure and time, those those are the ones I grew up on. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. But with, with pressure and time and head down and and past that, these were records that came out on head down. They were records that were worked and like on the radio and, we're gonna we're gonna do a little bit more with it, so look cool. out for that. Yeah, and it's That's exciting. Fun. It's fun now. We get to work on a, on a new record and constant constantly be working on these like kind of re-release special editions with extra content and stuff. And it's just it's just fun. And you guys as a band, you guys are all spread out. I know Jay was in out in uh, Tennessee for a while, and he's back. Yeah. Um, how does that dynamic work for? This is just kind of a personal question. Um, you know, because is Miley still out in Europe? Most of the questions on the podcast, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you know, go ahead. Anyways, so so before you guys get ready for a big tour, um, do you guys get back in the same location for a month or two before you go out, or no. do you guys take the no. take the time like bef- in sound checks to rehearse and everything for the for a tour? Yeah, in general, because we've been so constantly touring, we don't rehearse at all. We like just stop and come back and get right back on the horse. It's so bizarre. Such a weird thing to do. Those first few shows are either <laughs> absolutely unbelievable or like, oh, what the fuck, man? But generally, they're pretty fucking, like, everybody's excited to be back and everybody's on point. Personally, if there's a too much time off, you know, the rig the rig that I'm working right now, it's a bit of choreography, so... Mm. Might find the Death Star, you know, find the Millennium Falcon. I don't want to so, do that thing. This is a go kart that I'm driving. This isn't. This isn't like a, a, a guitar and a, into a wah pedal and like you know strap wah pedal. <laughs> Not what's happening. This is a very complex, multi, totally crazy. I, I, I hate to be a nerd, but I've totally watched your like premiere guitar rig rundown video like three times and just like watch the whole setup and just be like, dude, this is insane. This is so crazy. And that was my oh, friend, that was my friendly rig when I had right. a board. So for pro rigs, I ended up building this Bradshaw system. Oh so I just got sick of like turning so many things on and off. I just went, that's it. 70 songs alphanumerically programmed into this board. And it's also like on and off on the live on the fly too. But wow. yeah, so I have everything shipped home to me. I have my rig shipped home and I set it up and I go through Whoa. shit. For, That's crazy. For sure. I picked yeah. guitars out, two double necks, four different, five different tunings. I, I, yeah. I got kids, dude. I go brain or <laughs> I go home and I like lobotomize <laughs> myself. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you got to have some of the coolest guitars I've ever seen, personally. I mean, I just like... I'm pretty blessed. Yeah, that's so really cool, good. man. They're really dope. I don't very, know what they to me, man. Like, I get people that just want to, like I was saying in the backstage area, these pedal guys are so great. They want to, like, mm-hmm. reach out. I'm super into it. 
And just like that, I have some guitar friends. They just want to reach out and go, hey, you know, I'm like, I'm talking to this Finnish company right now. He's like, I'm the youngest Lou there in Finland. And I would just love to build you a guitar. One of my favorite players. I want to do it. I'm like, really? Wow. wow. wow that's cool. I have a lot of guitars. You don't totally have to build me a guitar. We can be friends anyway, man. Awesome. <laughs> and he's like, no, please let me build a guitar. You know, they're like forcing me to look. Please take the goddamn guitar. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I'll take it. Let's do it. <laughs> and I then I get into it. And I start getting like, you know, getting into the details with them because I'm dorky like that. Totally. I want to like talk, talk all the parts, all the pickups. Yes. I want to get into the saddles. I want to get into like the ratings of the neck. Yes. Finish yes. the undercoat. Everything. Everything. <laughs> yeah. Let's have fun with it. So it's all been, that stuff. Yeah, but I've had I've had long time guys that I work with like Doug Cower and mm-hmm. mainly Doug has been one of my main long time builders that I work with and he's just it's fun, it's great to do. I think because I'm not like a Fender guy or a Gibson guy, mm. I think because of that I have people that want to reach out and go, "Would you like to play one of these?" They know that I'm just not like going to eat one thing my whole life. They're like, I see that you have a very wide palette of taste. Would you like to try this? <laughs> Fucking yes, I would. I would try. <laughs> Bring me the entree. Yeah. I'm ready. So with, with that being said, do you find yourself like with, with a pedal board that's as big as you've gotten it to be, are you constantly switching out different things like overdrives and octave pedals? No. Or do you stick with things that you know are no. parts I of your... Sound. This board, yeah, this board is the amalgamation of ten years of touring. Like I know, I know what sounds good. I know what I like for me. Mm-hmm. Even though there's a whole bunch of new stuff, um, it's basically I have like figured out this is what I'm going to use to get. And it's the board itself isn't so gargantuan. It's it's a controller, you know. Mm-hmm. But back with the rest of the rig is one big board with the, all the stuff I want to use on it, and then another board with a handful of MIDI stuff that I want to use where I might use like, I have to use three d- different delay pedals or four different delay pedals or something to get different times and stuff mm-hmm. for songs. Mm-hmm. And now I'm just using the Strymon delay. You know what I mean? So I can just to get everything out of that. Or I kind of chucked a bunch of modulation pedals and use their Mobius. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I just, I did stuff like that. Um, I threw an HX effects in there at the end of the chain, just, for whatever, just in case. And I ended up using that for all my gates, like gating and stuff. Because when you run a fuzz into a fuzz into a 50 watt orange head and super at the same time, it's loud. It's loud. It's not like, da da da. It doesn't do that. It goes, yeah. you need something to put clampers on it. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I'm gonna have this gate at the end and extra verbs and I don't know. So I have a lot of shit going on, but I don't switch it out that much. That said, um I just made almost finished another record. And every record I do this every time. That's why I need this Bradshaw thing because I don't want the other records to sound like the last record. Like I don't want you to hear and go, oh there's that electric man sound. Or, oh yeah, there's a, it sounds just like pressure and time, or that sounds just like feral roots. It sounds that's the sound of too bad right there. You know, I want you to hear the next record and go, holy fuck, he's got a whole new rig. Like this is a whole new fucking thing. How's he gonna do this? You know, 
well, I'm going to do it with this, all these new guitars. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I do it. <laughs> so I have like, um, I, they're sitting up here. I have a whole bunch of shit that I'm going to add, but I kind of have figured out a way like to take a couple things away and add a couple things and keep it really consistent. I'm thinking about looking at that. Have you guys seen that Chase Bliss preamp yes. pedal? Come yes. on. The fingers. Jesus fuck. Yeah, so, insane. Automation. I mean, it's it's so kitschy and ridiculous, but it sounds so good. So I'm like, shit, I think I might eliminate a couple like overdrivey boosty things and that'll open spots. You can up. get it all in that one little guy. I was thinking about about looking into that thing. I played one of my I played one my buddy had a couple months ago, and I was like messing with it. I was like, dude, this is insane, and it sounds ridiculous. And you can turn off the ridiculous flying faders if you want to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so cool, but I'm like, I'm just thinking over like a tour. I mean, it's it's gonna break. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So they breaks. knew that. They knew that. Not only they made the cover that goes over to the sliders, but they also knew. Um, yeah, if these break, you can just, it doesn't matter. It's still, they, they still function inside, but they won't yeah. do this like kitschy, awesome thing. <laughs> right I, mean, I am going to switch some stuff out right now and hopefully not try to expand the rig, but kind of get smart inside. <laughs> of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's not that convenient on my pedal boards. I kind of used to switch this, that out and have fun with things. But with this, it's like, I literally have, 70 songs all kind of sharing the same guys which is mm-hmm. tricky if i get this chase bliss pedal this preamp i have to kind of make this master thing where i go okay well i use that pedal here on that on this preset i use it here on this preset here on this preset then i have to get a preset i have to make a preset on that chase right. thing that's like that pedal <laughs> I take another pedal out and I can do the yeah. same thing. Then I have to yeah. go back through my entire rig and make that thing speak MIDI with this pedal right. instead of talking to that pedal slot, which is we're getting really nerdy here. Yeah. I hope Tiffany I love appreciates it. Man. I mean, I'm into I, it. I, I'm, I'm, I'm already zoned out. I don't even know what's happening right this now. Is, this is my well, plan the whole time. talk about spaceship. This is right my now. plan the whole time. I'd be like, yeah, like, totally. <laughs> If you if you get, if you take that pedal out and then transfer it to MIDI, then apparently you become like a uh, I was alien. Playing, I was playing like circumnavigating and hijacking the toilet. I feel like I bonked my head, on the, <laughs> like bonked my head <laughs> on the toilet and came up with the flux capacitor. Ah. <laughs> 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 Sorry. No, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure Henry only wanted to talk to you about this kind of stuff. Yeah, this is this is my plan the whole time. I, I enjoy it too. Place it's exactly Henry knew what I was talking about. I was like, okay. Let's watch all the listeners just drop off. Yep. <laughs> 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 it's all right. fine. They'll come back next week. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> we didn't, we didn't, we didn't, did I not explain? Did I not explain that this is a, a guitar nerd podcast? <laughs> <laughs> this week it is. You're in the right place. Episode ninety three. I'll show you guys some goodies then. All right, look at this. Somebody go. Yeah. Like how cool is somebody to build me this? This is oh, dude, I saw that. Gold, gold leafing. And look at you're going, okay, but what's in there? Probably a box DS1. It's what not. Is it? it is actually a complete NOS. Um, wow. Like all original. Look at the trannies in there. You see, I can't even go backwards. I'm it's all original. It's a fuzz face. Like it's oh. a fuzz face that sounds like a germanium fuzz face that's been wow. exquisitely tuned by these guys. It 
It's fucking unbelievable. We use this all over the record. It's the best fuzz face I've ever heard. Better than the real thing. This is the best thing I've ever heard. Damn it. I was like, this is so cool. I used it all over the record. It's too big. I love the size, but to fit it in the rig. So they were so kind. It's like a huge waiting list, but they did this for me. They built me this one. And it's the same exact shit that's in there. (laughs) But they built it this big. Oh, my God. Oh, it's so rad. It's the mini Fuzzlord. It's also clear on the back, with all the dope shit in it. Oh my god! Love the clear back. That's Isn't so it? sick. They know what they're doing, man. Oh yeah, show off those guts, dude. And it's like total, like super nerdy, hand picked shit. Like, yes, super cool. Um, yes. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I use this a bunch. This is really cool. See this one? Oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah. And what the is that? Is, what this, this is a wage of treaties. It's like a synth. It's like a synth freakout. If you were going to do okay. a Dune soundtrack meets okay. like, a, it's really weird. And this kind of a thing, when you cool. use this, you can't have something else make it. Like, oh, I could probably make that sound in like the HX effects. No, wrong. You can't, oh. dude. Or I can, <laughs> let me make that in the uh, the Mobius. I'll make it. I'm smart. I know how to go into the parameters. <laughs> Wrong, dude. Nope. It's super weird. It sounds like its own thing. Anyway, I love what what George does. So that has to get added because nothing else sounds like that. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Then I work with another guy from Denmark. I'm going to show you the original here. All right. So then it's, this is another one. I worked on the design with this guy, and it's like a fuzz octave. Oh. <laughs> he talked a prototype with me, and then we talked about it's a octaving fuzz really far out thing but it really sounds like its own kind of thing so i said he i go do you have any weird enclosures and he said yeah he's got this weird shaped enclosure like this and i said that's perfect i said you have to make it look like it was something that came out of the bottom of a pirate ship (laughs) so i gave him this graphic of um of an octopus that's so rad. Nice. Do you have any wooden knobs? And we did these. Oh my god! Pirate so knobs. Cool. Yeah, and, and then I named it the Deep Sea Kraken Octopus Generator. <laughs> Again, though, you'll notice the size. Yes, it's large. It's right. too big to add, man. So again, I said, "You think you can make that thing? But just make oh my it god. here." So no. then he, no. Yes, I can make that. It's big. (laughs) (laughs) And he used the wood knobs and he put the octopus. Oh, my God. If you look at this one, I asked him to make the eyes light up. So when you plug it in, here, I'll I'll plug it in real quick for you. (laughs) Let's go all the way. This is blowing my mind. Might as well. This is so sick. So when you plug it in, right? What? Oh, that's, so the eyes light up. that's so badass. So when we made the other one, I was like, you can't make the eyes light up again, right? Because it's just too much. It's too much space, right? He said, yeah, I'll make the eyes light up, though. <laughs> oh, uh, and he's got these cool switches, too, that, like, glow. Oh, that's God. cool. Yeah. This is, um, how does he do it? Um, Kozik Effects from Denmark. My buddy Peter. Whoa. Peter Kozik. Yeah. Yeah, just kill her. So then again, you know, you can't really make those sounds, man. You have to like, yeah. I have to add that. 
One other fun one that I'm going to show you. Did you guys see the, um, did you see the, when the, they did that thing on reverb where everybody did like combos of pedal makers doing pedals together? Mm -hmm. Chase and, and um, Zvex. Yeah. Yeah. Earth yeah. Baker and, um, death by audio. Yeah. I, I got the death by audio earthquaker one time. Those. So it's so fucking weird. It's barely guitar. It's barely guitar. Not even a guitar. It's more in Steve's realm. It's more synthy <laughs> and weird. But I use this a little bit too on the record, and it sounds like nothing else. So there's an example of some is, shit. Is there like a delay in that or an echo in that? Yeah, it's actually what it is is two pedals in one. Okay. So if you look, there is a Death by Audio side and there's an Earthquaker side. It's oh, the same. Awesome. So you have two pedals. If you switch it one, it's their oh. pedal. And the one is like a, a delay, filtery kind of like chorus thing that's really far out and really great. Kind of self modulates like crazy. Okay. And then the um, the death room or the earthquaker side is more like uh, like an octave, like a, a weird analog octave thing, nice. which is really cool too. Okay. Also self-modulates and the <laughs> both of those companies, anything they make, they just self-modulate it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Complete <laughs> madness. Yeah. They just leave the Cthulhu. <laughs> Conjures Cthulhu with its self-oscillation. <laughs> exactly. So that's as far as I'm going to nerd yeah, out. Scott, if you're, if you're ever feeling lonely in Huntington Beach, you need to geek out with someone. Henry lives about a couple blocks from you. So, Oh yeah. Really? Where are you guys, Henry? What, whereabouts? Uh, beach in Indianapolis. Oh yeah, cool, man. Off of uh, Memphis and California. You are. You're right around the corner from me now. I'm oh almost, really? But I'm like beach in Atlanta, like that direction. Oh shit, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, I moved into that. Hood. You, you should like, you should open your windows and just play weird riffs and see if you can hear it from each other's windows, <laughs> and then start mimicking them and making them sound better than the other ones. Some <laughs> self-modulating. Sweet child, oh yeah. my. <laughs> <laughs> it's the call of Cthulhu. I hear him. Guitar sonar. Yeah, they do that. They do that sometimes. They'll go away. They'll get tired. Just from a couple so, blocks away, you just so, hear. So, -na 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 -na. And off in the distance. That would be coming for me. That would be coming from Henry. Yeah. <laughs> I come home, the last thing I want to play is my own shit. Yeah. That's I just put the fuck with you. Yeah. I played on the wrong key, too. <laughs> like a shreds version. Yeah. 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 <laughs> God, you remember when that shreds came out how good that was oh my god so funny but oh man miley showed me that like literally a lot like right when it came out when he first did it and it was the jakey e. lee and ozzy yeah. one hmm. you know when he grabs his hair and there's no sound at all except ozzy going <laughs> and then it shows Jake Ely. Pretty great. Pretty great. I don't have to see it now. Oh, man. You have to see it. So good. Okay, that one. And then the, the um there's a slash one where he's doing yeah. box. That's pretty good. 
It's not, they don't let him do talk box though. It's like, he's like whistling into the microphone or something. <laughs> Every time he does the talk box, it's like, <laughs> and then there's a uh, Metallica one. You have. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I'm a big, I'm a big fan of the, uh, the Elvis shreds one where it's just him dancing with the guitar and everything. And it's just his shoes squeaking. And he's like, he's like making weird. I remember, um, I remember after he did a shitload of those and they got really popular, he did an interview and said, man, the struggle's real. I went to play guitar like good and it was impossible. <laughs> I, I, I like I trained myself how to play right. I can only play like shreds now. That's funny. <laughs> oh, the, the Earth, Wind, and Fire one. We're doing September. Oh, God, like, yeah. Do you oh, remember? Yeah. <laughs> this is pretty good. Uh so everyone's a very big fan of those things. Where are you guys playing next? We are playing up in Big Bear for a KC barbecue competition this weekend, Memorial Weekend. Outside or at the theater? <clears throat> you know, I don't know, but I'm pretty sure it's like an outdoor little barbecue festival. Yeah. Um, they have a legit and, uh, theater. Are you, are you talking about the cave? I think that's what it's called, right? It's right yeah. in the downtown area. Yeah, they have like a lot of like um, like cover bands and like theater circuits, like older acts play through there. Um, I actually played there once in an old band, like I don't know, five or six years ago. And I'm and the whole time I'm like, how the fuck did we get booked here? Like, there's nobody here. <laughs> this yeah. is like a five hundred cap room. My mom lived up there, and I was up there a few years ago, and it was like, it, it was like. <laughs> Ozo Motley. And I was like, whoa, yeah. Ozo Motley, this is where they came. Big Bear, where the hell have they been? It was yeah. just like some really random acts playing, you know? Yeah, super yeah. random. Some, like, some prime cover bands. And yeah, yeah. A flock of seagulls. Yeah. Or uh, yeah. if you play county fairs. It's but like, we we, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we uh, finally have some stuff on the books. So we're back at the Wayfair, Wayfair again on June 12th. Nice and uh, handful of handful of uh, in town or weekend warrior stuff until September when we head back out to the to the UK and we're doing our U- first UK run in September. Um, first we did Ramblin' Man and then uh, first time doing a run in the UK. Yeah, the first time we were out in the UK, we did Ramblin' Man uh, in 2019, what? and that just went so well that we're cruising back. We weren't on Ramblin' Man that year, right? No, you weren't. No. You would have yeah. known. We were actually <laughs> we were there. We would have no. Uh, yeah, we. I would have seen you. <laughs> we um, we were supposed to headline a stage, um, the summer of zombie apocalypse. Right. Yeah. So I don't. I don't know if it's. I don't even know if it's still on the books or not. They rescheduled it for 2022. I don't know if that's us. If we're doing it still. <laughs> It's so weird. Like, you know, I have management asking me if we want to do those tours from two years ago or something now. And I'm going, I don't know. Should we do that same stuff? Should we do something better or different? Or I'm not sure. <laughs> it's so weird. 
bizarre thing, right? Well, and especially like getting back to it and just having the floodgates open to be like, everybody's been rebooking. Like it's going to be, it's going to be madness. And it's also going to be exciting to see all of everybody getting back on the road at once. And I feel like it's going to be an influx of just the best lineups and craziest shows that you've seen because people are getting back to it and they're like, let's get out there. And I mean, already some of the lineups I've seen up look like they're just insane, including that ride festival that you guys are doing. I was like, damn, what a cool spot. Yeah. It's dope. We're actually, I'm taking my, um, my girlfriend and kids up there with me because we're just staying there all week. We're playing the first weekend. Then I have a whole week off and then we're playing the next weekend. I want to go up there and golf and hang out with my family, man. That's nice. so beautiful up there. Yeah. Hey. Telluride rules. Yeah. We've done that festival. Oh God. I think we've done it four times or something. And early on we were always first couple of years, always the band to play that opera house. Do you have, you guys played that festival? Nope. Another good fit. No, I've never been to Telluride. Oh, that's another good fit. You right. guys are really good up there. Yeah, it's a good crowd of people. It's like we, we played one year and it was like Spoon, Ben Harper. I mean, dude, just such – it's the coolest bills. They're like a little random but very cool. Like this like this year is. You know what I mean? It's, it's us, Warren Haynes, and um, all these acts yeah. are so like – eclectic and interesting. You know what I mean? Oh, Donovan Frankenrider's playing too? Yeah. Donovan's playing. Yeah. I know I need to get in front of you to see it, read it all back, but like Citizen yeah. Cope is like a mainstay up there. Um, like I said, again, Yola. Cool. Yolanda has been a friend of ours for, God, Jay's known her forever since before he was in the band. And um, you, so guys, cool. you guys know Yola, yeah? You, you know who she is. Know of her. Yeah. I know who she is. I, I don't know her personally. Yeah, she's the craziest voice you've ever she's been in the room with. Mm. If you ever like, we we play Bristol and then go out and party and hang out together, all of us, our Bristol friends. And she was in that clique. And that girl, I'm telling you, holy shit, dude! When she lights it up in her room, that shit will scare you. That's a big voice, man. Like wow. one of the biggest voices I've ever been next to. Whoa! So we knew, we knew we've known for years that 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 her shit's coming in. She's insane, you know. I'm happy she's there. Um, and so many good people, man. I wish you guys were on. Just yeah, it's a great one. We do, too. It's, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's the lineup that makes you realize, like, how festivals were supposed to be of getting all these different eclectic artists that, like, I don't know, I felt like somewhere along the way, like, maybe with electronic music, it kind of, like, got into, like, oh, a festival for a certain genre. But, like, I feel like, seeing that lineup and like old Coachella lineups. So it's like, Oh, you could go see five different bands from completely different genres. And nobody has any sort of like regrets that like this band was playing and you get such a diverse crowd of, you know, just music appreciation. Mm. And yeah, it's cool to see that. You know, you see that in, in Europe. It's, it's that's how Europe is. It's like really, really, really eclectic festivals, you know? So I'm glad now I'm, you're actually seeing people holding guitars now at festivals <laughs> like Coachella. It's like, Jesus, dude, not a guitar in sight. Yeah. yeah. Even some festivals in Europe, we did a, a summer with um, Queens of the Stone Age, you know, where we did a bunch of stuff together and it was basically us and them 
playing guitars and then the rest of it was like electronic acts like even like the gorillas or you know just like not guitar playing style bands anywhere mm. but it was so fucking cool and it was so cool to be the only ones holding guitars because mm. i ripped into like electric man or something you could see everybody go oh my god holy shit what is that sound <laughs> <laughs> they just can't believe it you can just yeah. feel the power of the guitar like motherfuckers hear this yeah oh yeah and i'm like oh you guys are gonna love this you're gonna have a great time right now we're gonna play a lot of guitar sounds and queens is the same way it's just like so aggressive yeah Mm -hmm. here it comes and it's just not like friendly acoustic guitar coming at you you know like a les paul jr into a tweed here comes some shit it's gonna fucking punch you in the face right now (laughs) So it was, it was a really fun summer, but even then it was still like, God damn, there's nobody playing guitars anywhere. And I think it's starting to to change a little bit. I think people are, we always say this, it's coming around. I feel like <laughs> on the lawn, it's coming around. It's coming yeah. around. <laughs> You'll see. So oh, I came back. I knew it come. It came too late. <laughs> <laughs> But you guys know as well as I do because you play your asses off. There's plenty of people that like rock and roll music, and it's that's that's what we're building, you know. Oh yeah, find that audience and kind of keep those keep those candles lit. Candles lit. Yeah, <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah, man. Well, I, we uh we always talk about just one little tour story on this podcast, and uh, the wreck has been on tour uh, with the Rebel Sons. One one solid Eastern run, but we've done a handful of other things together. And so I just want to see if you remember this night. And it's not it's, – it's a wonderful night. There's no, no nothing to be worried about. <laughs> um, <laughs> but we, we were playing I'm with you. Start out with, you're not going to fucking believe what you did. You know you don't remember <laughs> this. <laughs> we had a few. We had a few teardowns. Well, you know, I, I'm – I'm, I'm, I guess this is it's most, Scott and Steve have to tell me if this is correct and I remembered it properly because we had a blast with you guys uh, out there with Blackstone Cherry. Yeah, man. Um, but there was, but and I, I'm pretty sure there was one night and I forget what city we were in, but we found we all found out that uh, I think I think it was BB King that had passed away that day. We were in New York City, uh, man. It, was that New York City or was that uh, was that Poughkeepsie? I thought that was Baltimore. Because we went back on your bus <laughs> the night, or Baltimore. We, we were back the on the Suns bus. New York. It was the night and, before uh, New York yeah. City. Yeah. 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 And we were all there, and we all we all had our drinks, and we put on BB King, and we toasted each other, and we just, like, almost gave, like, a, you know, a, a rock and roll send-off to the man. Uh, but just, it was just us and in your bus, and just, you know the sons and us and just having a good time. Yeah. And that was probably one of like the, the highlights of that whole tour. I mean, it was great that we were got to play every night with you guys and like study the art that is you guys. Um, but that, that felt like our own little moment there, uh, wherever, when, whatever city we were in, uh, just yeah. toasting him off and listening to his music and just kind of having a night to give a nod to him. Um, that was great, man. Yeah. I do remember it really well, actually. And, um, that was awesome having you guys there and getting to be with friends and remember somebody that was just immeasurably important to mm-hmm. rock and roll to the blues and 
just an important figure, right? We were all feeling it really hard. Got a couple, got a couple down, yeah, even more, and just went, okay, let's just give it up. We felt it so hard. If you remember the next night in New York, we kind of just threw together a real quick version of the thrill is gone. Like, let's just play it. Let's just go out there and play something for him because anything else just seems a little disrespectful. We're headlining this joint. It's it's yeah. out. It's gonna be great. A lot of these people may not even know, and they should know if they're listening to bands like yeah. you guys. Yeah. You should know. Not only should you know about him, you should know he passed, and we're gonna celebrate him right here. And you can go home and get your Google machine out and look some shit up and be out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that that New York City night, night was still still one of the most memorable nights of of yeah. of my career. You guys, I, I and I remember you guys. Every part of good. I got to watch. I think I watched your whole set. You know, we were backstage or moving around that club and getting to watch everything. It's kind of convenient there. You can kind of like peer in from different sides. Yeah, yeah. watching it and seeing you guys absolutely light shit up, man. That was great. Before we end the well, show, again, Travis, on that. That was years ago. Yeah, isn't that weird? It was like. What was that? It, it, so isn't that weird? I think it was like, uh, was that six years ago? Yeah, it was 2015, right right after we got back from our first European <laughs> It seems like two years ago. That's wild. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it doesn't seem that long. Well, I mean, the, longer you get, the longer you do it, sometimes it's it's funny because it, some things feel like it, that just happened. Yeah. But at the same time, we'll relive a story, and somehow that story also feels yeah. like, God, this <laughs> like it was like 10 years ago. Isn't it weird like that? Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, Henry and Warren have been in the wreck now for almost, what, four years? Almost, right? My first, four yeah. years? Something My like first that. gig I'm with you with guys was uh, December 2017. Yeah. Chris called me. He was like, yeah, hey, I, I think, I think, one, yeah. Mine was on my and birthday. Once you guys joined, like, yeah, that's right. we, we lit up like a skyrocket. We were completely, like, hands down busy for the next, like, three years straight. It was, like, four tours a year, and we, we brought you guys into a whirlwind. <laughs> it's trial by fire. Because um, you're like, okay, you're, about those times. okay, you're in the band now. You've, like, never actually, like, been on, like, a, you know, real tour. Let's play a giant blues festival in uh, Holland for, like, 10,000 people. <laughs> Let's do it. Some real yeah. Those are some real shoes. That's what, Dude, Chris is the first player. That guy's a motherfucking player. He is. Yeah, I love Chris. We still keep in touch. Are you guys all friends? You guys all cool? Yeah, man. We just yeah. saw them on Saturday. Saw yeah, I just, we, we just saw them on Saturday. I'm a dick. I would have seen you guys too. I couldn't pull my people out of the house. I just got back from a little top secret band trip, so I couldn't. We we talked, and I was going to come out to it, but I really dig his group. Kilo Bravo is great, huh? Yeah, yeah, they're killing. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. It's like um, I didn't yeah. quite expect what he was going to do. Great. <laughs> I just didn't quite expect. Um, yeah, he was going to come out with, and it really, it's really something cool, man. Good song. That new record's great. Yeah, yeah. Super killer. It sounded really good on Saturday. So shut up. Yeah, Kilo. they destroyed it. Killer, bitching. Yeah, my dog's trying well, to. Well, you Scott, if you will. <laughs> Wait, what? My dog's doing some Jack Nicholson on the door. Like here's some. Here's Johnny. <laughs> my dog learned. I have this this um, Labradoodle, and she learned how to open all my doors in the house. Uh, 
sure I could hear <laughs> I was scratching through the door like there's yeah. <laughs> 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 puppy. <laughs> uh, anyway, that I can hear my family. I need to get I'm gonna go tend to my creatures now, boys. Yeah. Yeah, man. Do it. Please forgive yeah, me. Yeah, all good. Thank you so much for being here, yeah. man. Great meeting you, man. Great yeah. to meet you. Can't wait till we see all each other in person. Yeah, and absolutely. You guys will talk soon. Robert, keep in touch with me. Let's all like connect soon, huh? Yeah, yeah, we'll do it. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're we're all close by, so yeah. Listen for the call. Right, let's see. I will. I'll, I'll, keep my, I'll keep my window open. I'll keep my window open for you. <laughs> okay, you guys. All right, peace out. Man. See ya. Thank Later, you for joining us. Thank you, Scott. <laughs> There it is. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> well, anyways, everyone, that was uh, that was Scott Holiday from the yes. Rival Sons. Um, you can follow him the bands on for many years. Instagram at Mister Fuzzlord and at Rival Sons. <laughs> um, and there's going to be links in the description below, so you can check on that and go <laughs> listen to music from them and uh, see what all is going on with with those wonderful dudes. And uh, I guess, yeah, I guess and, while we're on the topic of music, I guess if you guys don't mind, yeah, um, I'd like yeah, to do my little bit. Um, today's is actually pretty special. It's uh, Bob Dylan's 80th birthday, actually. Wow. And uh, I just wanted to keep it pretty simple tonight. Um, you guys probably all know by now, at least everybody in the band knows, that I am a ginormous Bob Dylan fan. Um I've been given a lot of comparisons to him, at least visually, which is a huge compliment to me. I think that's great. Um, and I love his songwriting and, uh, you know, uh, just just his contributions to music in general um, are so important to me, not only as a songwriter, but a, but a performer. So I just wanted to uh, just, I guess, pay my appreciation, pay my thanks with uh, a little recording. Um I was gonna I was gonna play another recording, but I could not find the vinyl for it. I would have had to have ripped it from the vinyl onto my computer and then sent a file, which would have taken too long. I didn't have enough time for it, so I just picked this one. Um, this is from his Rolling Thunder review live record. Uh, oh, it was yeah. also an amazing yeah. documentary out on Netflix, I think still, directed by Martin Scorsese about this tour. Um, it happened in I wanna say nineteen seventy five. 1976 um where he did this whole cool rock and roll version of his his stuff with a really really big band with like eight guitars and pedal steel and all this stuff um it features mick ronson on lead guitar um and if you're not familiar with who that is that is the lead guitar player for david bowie during the ziggy stardust and the spiders from mars era and a host of other musicians um but the track we're going to be playing today is called tonight i'll be staying here with you it's the first song off of the bootleg series volume five the rolling thunder review by bob dylan hope you enjoy
Yeah, man. Oh, yes. Oh, so good. Yeah, it's so band. classic, bro. Fuck. Uh, no, it's it's um it's not. No, nobody from the band. Uh, okay. I, I assume you're talking about the band, as in. Yeah, the band. Um, uh, no, nobody. No members from that. Um, that would have been before the flood, which he did do a live record with the band, um, like a year before that. So in like '74, he went on tour with the band, and the that live record is called Before the Flood, um, which is. Another really cool thing is the band and Bob Dylan um, kind of like playing on each other's songs and, and doing the live thing. Um, the Rolling Thunder Review is like an entirely different thing. It's like a giant caravan of like musicians that he went on tour with. Um, and like I said, there, there's that documentary that Martin Scorsese did about it. And it kind of explains the whole situation, yeah. which was basically just Bob Dylan trying to like kind of like create this like really cool community of people that are like sort of traveling together and um, playing these small theaters and stuff like that. Um, And if you look like you look at some of the videos, there's like six guys playing guitar at the same time and stuff and really, really cool. Um, And just the, the style of all the different, like specifically the drummer is really, really cool. Um, I think that's a guy named Howie Wyeth who passed away some time ago. Um, I I remember, side note, we were in Europe for one of our tours, mm -hmm. and you and I were talking about the Rolling Thunder Review, and I think it's like the the Hattie Carroll song, or there was one song we were talking about, and we're both like, and then that one drum fill, and I can't remember exactly how it was. it's It's on ISIS. ISIS, yeah, yeah. ISIS. I put back the covers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a cool, like, and, yeah. Yeah, and that that was it was funny because I feel like that was when we were still like rooming together and like trying to yeah. feel each other out. And I was like, when I when I told you that we both like had that communal, we both know this Phil's coming up. Yeah. I felt like you looked at me like, oh okay, like you do kind of <laughs> know some shit that's like on my level, dog. <laughs> but nah, I already knew we were on the same level, bro. But that that level a cherry of, on top. of Dylan, I really love. I love how he gets after it and he screams. Mm-hmm. It's almost like it's like his like punk rock phase where he's like it's, just really, really just rock and roll. It. Yeah. And, well, cause, cause he, he, for such a long time did that sort of stylized like talk singing, which people give him shit for. And it's like, dude, listen to the stuff he did in the seventies. He's singing like a motherfucker, dude. Yeah. Like he's mm-hmm. like, he is singing dude. Like people say Bob Dylan can't sing. It's like, you need, you're listening to the wrong Bob Dylan, dude. Like, yeah, go listen to Lay Lady Lay. Yeah. Like, yeah, that mid-70s period is, is my favorite sound of his. And uh, yeah. he just gets after it. There's so much, so much passion and, uh, you know, emotion in his voice. And uh, just the songwriting from that period, like Blood on the Tracks and uh, Desire, just so, like, oh, my God, so good. Direct and just, just amazing so happy birthday bob dylan shit 80 years yeah also cool like yeah. you said to draw that line from uh uh mick ronson to mm-hmm. that that era of his playing because well it's yeah, like a know. super group almost when you think about that because then there's like it's not even just him like there's a whole bunch of other musicians in that band too that are all you know killing like country and blues and rock musicians like tebow burnett uh, the producer is playing guitar on that record, like all this stuff. Very cool. Yeah, it's a good one. 
I liked it. So, oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> and in case you guys are wondering, you can find this song and many other songs on Henry's History playlist on Spotify, right? Yes. And the link for that is in the description below. Yeah. And I will post that into the comments here for all y'all yes. tuned in live. Yes. And uh, yeah, that's getting. Yeah. Uh, where, what are we up to time wise on that now? Henry, do you know? What, on the playlist? Yeah. Um, I need to look at this thing here. Um, they changed the layout. On well, the, in the meantime, when Henry figures that out, um, okay, here it is. What we have coming up is we'll. Oh, go ahead. Seven hours and four minutes. Yeah, seven hours. Damn. There's brought. There's got to be a hundred songs on this. I'm thinking about uh, maybe. I'm thinking about a couple different options with this. Once we start getting into the past hundred, is like either. Either a genre or an era or a like some sort of division to like split apart all the different things mm-hmm. that are on there because it, it's it's very eclectic. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I think it works as a playlist, but but I think it is also starting to get a little divergent just because I've covered so many bases on it. So I don't know. I'll think I've about been, it. It's, I've been playing it's just it really big right now. Every time I run sound at a uh, Hangar 24, I use it uh, for the, I know. Uh, for, <laughs> yeah. for the cool. house music, and it's fucking rad because it's like, it, oh, it's just like on the big speakers and shit. I'm just like, yeah, yeah. just grooving, setting up. Oh, so sure. Nice. Well, before we close this thing out, let, let's talk about what we're drinking, not only because Bruce wants to know, yeah, but Bruce. also uh, we, we played a show this past weekend, and um, some good friends of ours at a brewery called Green Cheek yeah. Beer Company. Um, came by and we did a little podcast with them and also they gave us a ton of beers, way more beers than they should give a rock band. <laughs> um, and, uh, I, 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 didn't, Henry didn't get a chance to get any of them, even though I, I told Steve to do that. Yeah. I, I forgot. To bring <clears> them. Um, but, I was trying to chill. But I'll start no, with no. what I drank. It's fine. It's fine. I don't care. <laughs> I'll bring them tomorrow for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll start with what I drank today. Um, I started with the attack. Attack with Love. It's oh, a nice. hazy IPA. Nice. It's super refreshing, super nice, not too heavy. Um, I, none of the ABVs are on the cans, um, so I have no idea. But I'm still alive and well and can talk <laughs> properly. So, and then I also had. Um, well, actually, that's what I had. What are you? What are you guys drinking tonight? I had a, a Pacifico. Just kept it simple tonight. I went wow. to uh, Holy Moly, which is a fine yes. establishment really really just sometimes it just hits the spot man it's a Cali- southern california thing and uh, there's one in costa mesa that's on my way home from work at the uh, record store so i picked it up and when i was picking my food up i was like you know what a tall boy pacifico just sounds perfect yeah. right now good call i always thought that was uh called homo <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck is that place? So I've never actually been to one, but I'm glad what? to know that there's one in. Oh my God. Yeah. I was how, like, what the fuck is that? Like, Potato tacos, dude. You, oh, you, you lived in Long Beach for how long and you never went to Holy Moly? I never, no, because I, I was like, crazy. I'm not, you know, no. There was one right down the street from Holy your old place. Sounds like a trap. Yeah, but we also had the. Uh, sounds like a trap. <laughs> We <laughs> had the uh, the Taqueria Mexicana that there was like a couple blocks from my place, and that place was just bomb as fuck, which was great. So I'd always go there and walk walk home. Anyway, sorry. Well, what Warren? are you drinking right now? Me? War? Yeah. I am drinking a green cheek as well. 
I had, I drank one already, but I'm not going to talk about that because I'm not currently drinking it, but it was really good. So um, I'm drinking their West Coast IPA. It is called Clutter and Spiders, Clutter of Spiders. Um, it's a very light IPA, but still has kind of that hoppy, yeah. nuggy, skunky flavor that I like because I like, I feel like I'm like I the strongest IPAs out of everybody in the band. So I like this. I feel like this is a light one. I feel like Henry yeah. would even probably enjoy this a little bit. Um, I just had one and I liked it. And yeah, um, Green Cheek is, they have amazing beer. And um, another cool thing is I just love their the artwork on all the cans that they do. Um, it's super cool and it's super unique. Um, and they inc- incorporate whatever the, uh, the, the, green parrot i would assume that is uh but um Um, his name his name is cheeky 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 the parrot it's uh you know like it's it's one of those things i feel like craft beer when you go into nowadays it's almost like a wine where there's so many to choose from that it's hard to pick something and if you have kind of a fun like i feel like this doesn't even look like it would be an ipa can but i might get it just because it has a cool design and then you figure out that it's a really good beer and then you go back and you just buy all yeah. the green cheek that they have so if you can go get green cheek go get their west coast ipa let us know how you like it tell them that robert john of the rec sent you um and we appreciate you green cheek and do what I was going to pretend like there was some sort of special deal, but there's not. So I wasn't going to say it at all. (laughs) Tell them we sent you and you can get two for the price of two. Hey, you might be able to get a high five. Say Robert John on the rec, send us, put out your high hand and you'll get a high five. You can get three for the price of three with a high five. Yeah, exactly. What about you, Steve? What you got? I, I am drinking the, uh, it's just different in person. It's the dark Munich style lager. And I love German beer. Um, and it's cool. It's got like little houses and stuff that look like Germany on it. And, nice. uh, and Cheeky's riding, you know, he's like walking his bicycle because he's responsible and he's on a sidewalk. And, uh, you know, his bike nice <laughs> for that kind of thing. What a responsible guy. Yeah, it's, it, it well, t- big thing. takes like a German beer. It's nice. Big thank you to Green Cheek for providing us with beers for this yeah, podcast. Yeah. And yes. as well as uh, Ken French and Frenchie's Friends, the podcast that came out to sea legs um i know that me and henry spent some time with them so go check out that podcast i believe it's called frenchie's friends um and uh you can listen more about what they have going on and i think uh without you know further ado this weekend we have big bear um on the 29th this weekend memorial day weekend if you're in big bear come say hi to us we're playing at the grill and chill event out there it's a barbecue event and um we also have the Wayfair coming up on yeah. June twelfth, which is kind of going, kind of just like a homecoming, going back home to where, you know, I feel like is our like a hometown venue a little bit, and um, we're excited for those uh, those two things. We have other things across the board, um, but don't want to give you too much to handle. So those two things <laughs> are coming up. We have big things coming <clears throat> up in June. Huge big. things. Huge might even be some new songs song to hear, but you didn't hear that from me. Yeah, you heard it here. That's for sure. 
And uh, without further ado, uh, thank you for listening to our conversation with Mr. Scott Holiday, Mr. Fuzzlord from the Rival Sons. Um, great band. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, A, you're, you're missing out on something in your life. Yeah. Uh, go check out the Rival Sons and listen to the first half of this podcast. Um, and without further ado, we're going to play one of their tracks on the way out. It's called Sacred Tongue and uh, one of the most amazing songs. And uh, thank you all for listening. Thank you all for being here. And we'll uh, continue to be doing this and continuing to see you, seeing you out on the road. Yeah, yeah. Very sh- shortly. Click all the links in so. the description below and uh, check out all the things. Go do all the all the things to do and be good to each other out there and get wrecked. <laughs> Bye.